Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle Podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle Program, and I am your host, Chris Angle. I am the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is The Philosophical Equations of Economics. Along with me is my co-host and colleague, Rick Samuelson, a venture capitalist on the West Coast. Rick graduated from Yale, and uh, good to see you, Rick. Good to see you. The purpose of the philosophical angle is to examine the nature of concepts being used in current media. And uh, a couple weeks ago, John McCain did an extraordinary thing. He voted against the Obamacare uh, repeal and replace, or maybe it was just repeal, I'm not sure. But nevertheless, all the Republicans, almost all of them were were on board, and he and just a few others uh, declined to participate. So why is that? Why would a uh, Republican go with, uh, suddenly stand out and, and not go with uh, what they've really been trying to do for the for the last several years, which is to at least re, uh, repeal Obamacare and get back to a, a privately run free market health care system? So uh, I, I think we should explore that. And uh, first of all, I'm going to go into the, the nature of being a conservative or the nature of being a Republican. And they, necess- they they basically see repul- that others in their society are, are good, that human beings are generally, in, in their nature, uh, good. And Republicans have a tendency to, to cooperate with others, to, to understand the, the goodness within others. And they, they cooperate to produce goods and services. And, uh, and in order to cooperate... Respect is needed. And the appropriate amount of respect that you show others is really the nature of all that is aesthetical. So the nature of, of, of ethics is the appropriate dispensation of respect to those that, with whom you are dealing. And we, we produce goods and services um, when we cooperate in order to bring ourselves up away from misery and that's the need that's the need for why we cooperate in order to produce goods and services and and even with the 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 socialist utopian democrats uh they they will cooperate they mean the 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 republicans will cooperate to seek any goodness within their ideas of of these uh socialist utopian uh democrats that they they cooperate through compromise, uh, which is kind of the the way politicians get things done. They compromise. And uh, if Republicans compromise in effectuating a socialist, utopian, democratic policy, such as Obamacare, then uh, governments move left with each compromise. Now, the Democrats, on the other hand, they see others as inherently not good. Uh, They have a tendency to invoke coercion uh, in in order to effectuate their ideas and and their policies and and whether it's to produce a policy or whether it's to produce a good or a service. Uh, They uh, will cooperate uh, uh, and uh, with those in the left to to effectuate their policies, and they'll they'll do it in a private enterprise, but in but outside of that they 
they are not they do not see the human nature as being uh, good and in order to produce uh, their objective uh, they need coercion especially in the political uh, arena they need the principle of the ends justifies the means and the means is coercion uh, therefore uh, they do not cooperate or compromise with Republican ideas and therefore the, the government tends to tends to move left and I'm going to give you an example of which of which uh, why we're starting that uh, this conversation here uh, is about is John McCain. Uh, why John McCain said that uh, Republicans need bipartisan support to repeal Obamacare uh, is uh, is a mystery to to many. And uh, why do we need to cooperate uh, at all? They they passed their legislation to uh, to effectuate Obamacare without any cooperation from the Republicans. So why would we need to cooperate, as John McCain has seemed to indicate? He seems to indicate that we, we need to cooperate to produce goods and services uh, at any time. We must uh, we cooperate. Uh, uh, he wants to cooperate in order to, uh, to repeal Obamacare. And he opines that repealing Obamacare with cooperation is better than repealing without cooperation. And then there is the, I'm going to call it the converse of this, which is that because there is no bipartisan support, then to have Obamacare is better than not having Obamacare, despite the reality that Obamacare is a disaster. And not having Obamacare is much better than having Obamacare. But healthcare in the U.S., before Obamacare was the best in the world. You couldn't get anything better. But repealing it with the cooperation of the the Suds, the socialist utopian Democrats, uh, is impossible. They're not going to give that up. Uh, so there were no Democrats uh, voting, uh, uh, voting for uh, the repeal. The Democrats will cooperate only if they can bargain to obtain at least some of their agenda, which is of course, which is of course natural in the, in the political arena. Both sides try to, uh, in any bargain, try to obtain their priorities, and, and that's reasonable. Uh, but the Republicans bargain, but uh, but they always give up something of their agenda. Which, in, which includes their priorities. The Republican propensity to cooperate comes from, as, as we mentioned, their assumption that the other person is, by his nature, good, and they believe, uh, as we mentioned, that inherently they're good. And Republicans think that the nature of the socialist utopian Democrat is good also, and that their ideas have merit. And consequently, the Republicans... Uh, uh, should consider that they they believe that the, the Democrats should be considered when when uh, something is offered as such as Obamacare. Therefore, the Republicans and conservatives try to examine everybody's ideas for content that may hold some goodness. Now, the socialist utopian Democrats are are, are people that 
believe that the other individual is bad and and so and, and so they feel that others need to be ruled uh, and managed and do, and and done so by government but the uh so the uh, socialist utopian democrats do not cooperate uh, unless there is a a bargaining that delivers at least a portion of their goal um, and that that they have uh, that they've put forth and and uh, such as government run health care um, otherwise they're not going to they're not going to cooperate their goals are all consuming because they know others are bad and as such they must bring to more government uh, to control people to make sure that they, they do the right thing, that these people, that people of society do the right thing. Uh, in order to make sure that uh, people do the right thing, they need power, and that is coercion. And the best way for that to happen is through government. Uh, thus, their, um, their ethic, or, or really lack of ethics, is that the end justifies the means. And, uh, and here, when that happens, coercion is okay, as long as that end is is accomplished. So the socialist utopian democrat, they cooperate only if cooperation brings them closer uh, uh, to their end, which is people control. And so John McCain, he he just felt that we needed to cooperate because we need to examine that maybe somewhere in the Democrats policy there is goodness and so we need to search that out and not just outright repeal it and that's my interpretation of, of what of why he did uh, not go with the rest of of the Republicans Rick what do you think what do you think is going on well I, I think it's a sharp distinction an ever sharper distinction between uh, Republicans writ large and conservatives, uh, there has long been uh, a significant portion of the Republican Party that is wedded to growing the state. And Republicans can't hide from that uh, history. Uh, John McCain is clearly within that group. And his notion of a conservative government is more akin to a modified Democrat government than one based on longstanding and proven conservative principles. And once again, those are limited government, uh, sensible spending proposals, uh, observation of, of, of uh, the importance of freedom, um, uh, a strict reading of the Constitution, um, an emphasis on uh, patriotism and uh, civic duty, uh, both in the educational system and within the government at large, um, a strong military. I mean, these are long-standing principles by which conservatives have uh, hoisted their petard over many years. Uh, not beginning with um, William F. Buckley Jr., but uh, certainly he 
was a primary champion of that. Uh, and that being the case, uh, I think the the real battle, political battle, uh, within the United States is happening within the Republican Party. Um, that is where the debate is. There is no debate on the left. The progressives have taken over the Democratic Party. They speak for the Democratic Party. Um, the the, the um, moderate Democrats atrophied, frankly. Um, and so you're not going to get, as you rightly point out, any dissent. Um, the way this is going to be decided will be in the second most important election of my lifetime, which will come in 2018. Um, and at that point, there are many Democratic senators, I think north of 20, that are up for re-election, many of them in Republican states, uh, and it'll be the people who will decide whether to throw the Democrats and or the moderate Republicans like McCain out in favor of more conservative figures, or we will lapse into a an administration that, frankly, will be unable to get much of anything done, whether it's on tax reform, uh, Obamacare, uh, immigration, uh, you name it. Uh, we'll have uh, basically the current policies or some slight modification of the current policies uh, in place come 2020 and maybe even uh, four years beyond that. You mentioned uh, moderate Democrats. Are there any? Well, there are a few. Manchin in West Virginia is moderate. I think he's genuine. And frankly, he's a good guy, quite honestly. I mean, not all Democrats are awful people. Uh, some of them are reasonable, but they're, you know, they, they are corralled by the, the party leadership, uh, effectively. Um, I mean, there are consequences to disobeying, uh, in terms of getting, um, you know, certain, um, committee positions and, 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 and having influence within the Democratic hierarchy. Um, but I, I think the likes of Manchin and others are going to be forced out of the Democratic Party over time uh -huh. uh, in favor of more left-leaning uh, representatives who, you know, dare not utter a word against the leadership, the progressive leadership. Do you think that there's a possibility of between now and 2018 election of getting any other conservative Republican policies in place? Well, I still think there's a chance to overturn Obamacare because we know that the Democrats aren't going to do any bipartisan deal, uh, as you rightly point out. And so John McCain's going to look a little bit silly in six months' time. Um, and so he may be convinced uh, to vote more sensibly. Uh, and that remains to be seen. Uh, and he may realize, uh, one hopes, but of course he's suffering from terminal cancer too, so that's going to complicate things. Uh, but he, in any case, may realize too that with uh, tax reform, the same, the very same thing is going to happen. The Democrats will resist uh, any attempt to reform the tax system because the tax system, as it, it currently stands, is bloated, uh, complicated, um, has the highest corporate tax rate 
uh, nominal tax rate in the world, and they like it just fine. Rick, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see everybody next week on the Philosophical Angle program. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.